Welcome back to our third part of our E3 coverage for 2018. Uh, as you probably already very well know, I am Joel, and this is my co-host, Mr. Kyra Morrison. How are you doing good, sir? Joel, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, yeah. The late nights slash early mornings are starting to take their toll, yep. but uh, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to sleep pretty good tonight. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think I will as well, although I'm pretty <laughs> wired now. I don't know why. Joel, I've why? sort of sat down, I've had some food, and I'm like... But um, yes, we're we're almost on the tail end of all our uh, of viewing all the uh, all the press conferences. We have one more at this stage left to do uh, to to see. Um, but that we're not going to talk about much that much today because we've got uh, another one to discuss, which is of course Bethesda uh, bringing their uh, Bethesda show that they've done for the last I think this is their fourth year. What was that? 2015 was it was that fallout 2015 yeah 2015 was fallout and that was their first one i'm pretty sure yeah yeah that was the first time i did it because they kind yeah because yeah, they, they did they it for fallout 4. for sure yeah, yeah okay they 100 percent justified it um but yeah we got a new show from them this year um it was a live show it wasn't a video a good start like last year which was great um so let's just get straight into it. I think uh, we came up. Pete Hines started off the show as always. Um, Cracked some uh, good Pete Walmart Hines. jokes. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely making light of the the Walmart leak um, in a very great way by saying something like it was it. He said something like um, it was um, best known for their low prices and ability to keep secrets. Yeah. No. Yeah. He goes. This next game uh, we announced with the help of our media partners walmart or something like that as well yeah um which was great but uh yeah so we kicked off the show with rage 2 um and before we got some video we got a live performance from andrew wk which i know a lot of people weren't super keen on i was because i quite like andrew wk um and yeah he's he's uh if you don't know who he is um if you watch the the first two rage trailers both the songs that are in those are both andrew wk songs so they sort of i guess tapped him to be sort of the uh musical mascot for the game which makes sense for his like you know anarchic kind of vibe that he has yeah um i'll be honest when the con when when he started playing i kind of went and did a couple of little chores around the house because i was like uh, not really what i'm here for but again if you're a fan of andrew yeah. wk it was it was a cool thing and again as you said he's been responsible for the music in a couple of the trailers so it does it does sort of make sense to sort of do it like that but i didn't think they'd yeah do a whole song or like i thought they may at least show the game while it was happening but yeah it... yeah i think yeah they should have had like that trailer playing uh the, the the actual trailer i think they did they had the announcement trailer that had the live action stuff playing on the screen because that's the song that was used for the live action one but like yeah kind of just show some of the gameplay stuff that you already showed and mixed in with that maybe for the song because like the song's not all that long I didn't think it was uh, that egregious time-wise, um, but yeah, I, like I like I said, I liked it. I was because I, I I quite enjoy watching Andrew WK just fucking go nuts on stage. He's definitely known for bringing the party and uh, bringing some hype as well around his shows. But then we got to actually have a look at Rage Two itself um, with some gameplay stuff, and yeah, I'm pretty keen for this game. 
I'm looking forward to it. Um, the, the open world and I'm assuming car combat from Avalanche Studios and the shooting from id Software, like that, that just seems like a good mashup right there in my books. One one weird thing that I noticed, and I saw a few other people talking about it online, was uh, I really felt like the way they introduced the trailer with like with the very serious monologue didn't mm. it didn't really go well with what, what they ended up showing. It was sort of like I don't know, do you want to be serious or do you want to be fun? I'm not saying you have to pick one or the other, but in in the situation of in how they decided to show it, it was just a little bit weird. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think what they're trying to go for, I think, is like that ham-fisted seriousness. Maybe. Where it's like action movie serious, where it's like, yeah, okay. It's just here to, to, to get me from point A to point B, basically. Or to give me some like narrative set up. And yeah, it, it felt sort of hammy to me. So yeah, but I can see how it could be... Um, People could perceive it as being like, like a really like jarring tonal shift. Yeah, um, I mean, because yeah, when, we, we, when the game started going, it was really shit. good. It was fun mm, and yeah. crazy. But when they started with that monologue, with that speech, the monologue, I was like, uh, "Am am I thinking of a different game? Is this Rage Two? It is. Do you know what I think it is? I think it, they were trying to tap into that like Rage One vibe because it seemed like that was summing up what happened first. So they're like, this is the serious part from the first game. This is, welcome to, this ain't your grandpa's rage. Um, but yeah, it was, um, I, I'm really excited for it. Like, the the car combat stuff looked pretty similar to what it was in Mad Max. A little bit scaled back, but I mean, that's probably, they're not showing everything yet, because either it's not ready, or they want to play some of their cards to their chest, which is totally understandable. Um, but it seems like there's more different types of vehicles and stuff as well. I mean, they um, emphasize, like, if you can see it, you can drive it, but I don't really know how exciting yeah. that is when we don't know what things we'll be seeing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm, I, like, my, my excitement for that side of things is based solely around the fact that I played and loved Mad Max and that Avalanche, like, nailed car combat in that, which was, it was so much fun. Because car combat is tricky, it's tricky to get right because, you know, you've got to sort of be doing, like, three things at once with the one controller. Um, yeah. And I, they, they, I felt like they did a really good job of it and making it really easy to feel engaging and fun without being overly complex. Um, but yeah. I very uh, recently was... gave up on Mad Max. Uh, not because it was bad, but because a lot of the driving and the car combat stuff at the start, I just couldn't stand it. So okay. I, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping this one is just more sort of straight fun out the gate. Does that mean have fun? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, like, I I totally understand that, but like, you know, we I I like the car kind of stuff, and I like the setting of Mad Max and and the Mad Max universe, I guess, as well. So I sort of had like a little bit of investment in there. But yeah, if you you're sort of going into a blind just by hearing people, crazy people like me scream from the top of the rooftops how much fun it is, um, and going in expecting that straight out of the gate, I could see how that could turn you off for sure, definitely. Um. I'm just happy you gave it a go. That's all that. I'm, I'm very happy. I'm pleased. Um, excellent. So next up, we got to check. Uh, we got to check out a little bit of uh, well, the announcement for Doom Eternal. Um, so yeah, more Doom. More Doom's coming at some point. Yeah, I mean, we didn't get a date or anything. All we got for this was 
a CG trailer. Yeah, they did say they were gonna they were gonna uh, announce more at QuakeCon, which I think is probably a smart move that they didn't want to. This show was obviously about one particular area of Bethesda, so um, they wanted to focus on that a fair bit. So this was like a stopgap filler, just to, for people to say to say to people, it exists, it's happening. You'll find out more later, and I think that's a pretty smart move, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, they um, meant they even mentioned went so far as to mention that we'll see hell on earth, and it sure mm-hmm. looked like it in the in the CG trailer. Uh, yep. The interesting thing that I've been wondering about is they didn't mention platforms, so I mean, we don't know how far along it is, and I'm just wondering if if it ends up being a PS4 and Xbox One game, could we potentially see it on Switch as well? Much like the yeah, first like game. like day and date you reckon maybe not day and date but i mean potentially day and date like we do again there was no real date given for this game so i don't know it's just something i've been wondering since the cg trailer happened and i've been thinking about it a bit more and yeah it would be interesting to see if this could make it to switch as well uh, yeah i think so as well i think i I think it's probably at this point inevitable pretty inevitable um so I don't know how well it sold on the Switch, but I can't imagine it selling terribly. I mean, Bethesda um, seemed pretty happy with their Switch partnership so far. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, take from absolutely. that what you will. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, it, we probably won't mention much about it, but, like, Fallout Switch, uh, Fallout Shelter got released on Switch that day as well, which is pretty cool, so... Yeah, and Elder um, Scrolls Legends is getting a redesigned UI and is coming to consoles, including Switch, so, like, they're still putting stuff out mm-hmm. there. Yeah, I think they've got a pretty good... Um, partnership going with Nintendo, which mm. is great. It's so exciting to hear and to but, think about. But yeah, at this point, like it is all pure speculation for Doom Eternal. We did get yep. some uh, some sweet Mick Gordon over the, over the trailer, yeah. but that's really about Fuck it. Yeah, we did. Like that. That was enough for me. I just needed some <laughs> Mick Gordon, and I'm like, oh yes, oh, it got me amped. Um, <laughs> also, really cool stuff. I was initially worried when I saw the name Doom Eternal. Was were you were you at all? Because I mean. A little bit, yeah. After we had Halo Infinite at the Microsoft press conference yeah. and then Doom Eternal, I'm like, are these just like... I mean, I'm not saying that... They, they probably will be sequels, but are they also going to have some sort of weird games as surfers lifespan attached yeah. to them with those sort of names, like Infinite and Eternal? I, they definitely imply certain things, but it sounds like that's not the case. It was just when I first saw it, I was like, "What you, is this a Doom sequel or is this something else? I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I think I think what they're going for there is like you know eternal damnation, eternal yeah. fire, like that kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, but it definitely at first glance you you'd be you know uh, forgiven for thinking that oh wow having that vibe because yeah I did have that thought as well because um, it did cross my mind. There's nothing stopping them from just calling it Doom Two. Well, that's it, I guess. But maybe that's that maybe that's the whole point. They're trying to sort of make it its own thing now instead of you know. Calling it Doom Two, I guess you know, because the first one was so popular, they're trying to make it. This is their version of Doom now, and their their vision for Doom. Um, I guess we'll find out in August at QuakeCon. Yeah, we'll find out what they actually show us in, in August at yes. QuakeCon. Yeah, I think we'll get a gameplay trailer. We'll get like some more crazy McGordon, and I think we might get a launch window. Um, at the very least, because Bethesda are pretty good with their um turnaround times and things most for the most part um i mean the big one is the fact that it's been a while since the first doom and we don't know how heavily involved id currently is with rage 2 either so like there there are variables and things that could 
that could shift course, that yeah. release date forwards or backwards. But I don't know. It does feel about right for another Doom. So, I for mean, sure. I, it's probably going to be like a, a mid or late next year game, I'd say. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but yeah, cool stuff there. Some stuff to look forward to. Um, some stuff you don't have to look forward to that uh, happened, like, is out now, I guess, as of recording. Uh, Prey got a whole bunch of, uh, got some new DLC stuff. They got some free stuff and some paid DLC. Um, and some more paid DLC coming down the track as well. So, uh, the free stuff had, uh, things like new, uh, new game plus mode and a survival mode, which apparently were very, uh, highly requested, uh, features to be added to the game. So, um, that's kind of neat if you're looking for that in Prey. Uh, the other one had, had piqued my interest, uh, now, I haven't played Prey at all. I played the demo, and I thought it was okay, but after having a discussion with you about it and about how the game ends, I sort of got turned off a little bit. Um, but uh, this seems interesting. So there's a, a the paid DLC is called Moon Crash, uh, and it's basically, uh, they, they said it, they described it as infinitely replayable, but I, I see that as roguelike, because once you see the game in action, or the, 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 the DLC in action, it's basically a roguelike. Um, yeah, it's it's sort of based on like having to escape the moon, but a lot of the elements of of the mission or the the, the demo, the, the DLC is just randomized, like enemies, weapons, all yeah. that sort of stuff. So yeah, I, I would say roguelike is a very accurate way to describe at least like the core of the DLC. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think it's definitely taking um uh heavy liberties from that um from that genre which is great because i love that shit i was i literally playing uh enter the gungeon again tonight because that's what i do when i sit on the couch i and i'm watching uh, catching up on all my like podcasts and things like that i just i play enter the gungeon because it's just easy to pick up and play for an hour or two and just yep i love it so being able to jump into um something like prey with the mechanics of prey um and having that sort of same just one more go vibe to it um, definitely tempted me to to pick up a copy of Prey. I if I had my um, copy still, I'd just give it to you because I'm never going back no, to it. No, fair enough, fair enough. I was um, just disappointed yes, the, that it wasn't like standalone DLC. I was hoping like how we had we have you know Wolfenstein's getting standalone DLC. We had uh, Dishonored, yeah, the Death of the Outsider for yep. Dishonored got one. I was like, oh, maybe that's what this is going to be, but no, it wasn't meant to be. No, no. Having said that, if they sold this separately, I probably would buy it. <laughs> like, if they sold this for like 25, 20, 25 bucks, I'd be like, yeah, right, done. I'll give that a go. Um, but yeah, uh, the other mode, uh, the other the DLC or you know, competitive mode, the mode that they announced was a, a competitive asynchronous multiplayer mode uh, called Typhoon Hunter, um, which basically revolves around the premise of one person plays as a human character and the other four players are four. Yeah, five other five uh, other five players play as mimics. So, Joel, what so, do we what do we call this mode? It's got a name. It it's prop hunt. It's prop hunt. It's they, they, yeah. they are bringing prop hunt to prey, which is fine. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. I mean, that's the whole idea of like the 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 mimics mechanic being like you know you could be anything. Oh yeah, um, definitely. And I'll tell you what. One of the things I do remember from prey is some of the really sneaky mimics that got me. So 
definitely yeah. okay with them playing up on that but it was pretty funny listening to them talk about it and everyone on twitter was just sort of like oh yeah so they're bringing prop punt to pro cool yep yep um so yeah uh but that was the end of uh the praise I, I must admit the the way they they presented it was a little i it cheesy yes and some people think that's cringy and that's fine i'm a sucker for that kind of stuff and it wasn't it wasn't terrible like i thought it was fine it was kind of funny doing the whole video with like the the mimic then saying it's going to be out in a few few weeks and then the mimic attacked them uh the two people talking and then at the end of that it was one of the people lying on the ground sort of looking a little bit dead and a screen saying uh, out today which is kind of <laughs> neat yeah um, I, it i didn't mind it but like when i think of, of the jokes that bethesda made that landed i think that one was like one of the ones that didn't land as Hard. There sure. was a there was a particular joke that uh, that landed very well, which we can talk about later. But uh, okay, I'm I over, remember that one. In general, I just really enjoyed the atmosphere of this Bethesda presentation. It was just good. Yeah, it was. It, was it, it was Bethesda back on top, doing what they do so well, and they've got such a good catalog of stuff that they could talk about these like things in a minor way and still be very exciting. I'm not trying to dis, like you know, downplay them because they are big big games and big things big revivals i guess in the the those are uh, franchises but um yeah it was exciting to see them just be able to to come out and just be like yeah here's a trailer like dooms new dooms coming it's just it's gonna be down the track we're gonna look at that later on yeah some new dlc for prey we know a lot of you out there are really loving it and really supporting it still so thank you and here's some more stuff to keep you going um and yeah i think it's really cool yeah definitely uh, i'm ex- this next one I'm very excited for. Uh, we got to look at... Uh, I, I, I look at the standalone DLC for... Is it standalone? Did they confirm that? Oh, I don't know. I honestly I don't, don't know. I, it seems like... It seems very much like what they're doing with... Um, uh, so it's for Wolfenstein the New Colossus, but uh, it seems to me what they did with, like, the New Order and the Old Blood. The fact that it it's seems not... Like the, it's not yeah. called, like, Wolfenstein 2 the New Colossus Young Blood makes me think it is standalone. Exactly. Yeah, which is what uh, Wolfenstein: The Old Blood was as well, and it was like a yeah. sort of a spin-off story. Um, but this uh, is particularly interesting because it's set uh, a little bit further in the future from when we uh, last left off in um, in Wolfenstein Two, which I won't say because I know you haven't played it yet. Um, and we are following um, B.J. Blazkowicz and Anna's twin daughters, which is pretty neat. And it's set in the 80s, so I was like, that ticks a lot of boxes for me. I'm ready to go back and play some more Wolfenstein action. Yeah, but it was also, it was very well introduced by just giving us a good spiel about reminding us how fun it is to, to shoot Nazis anywhere. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, that was great. Really, really great. Uh, the other thing is, well, because they're, you're playing as twin daughters, you can play the, the, the this standalone DLC solo, uh, but you can also play it co-op, which is really cool um uh will you will you pick this game up and play through it with me i know i know your housemate might so maybe i'll, I'll word him up it's too hard to say without having played new colossus at this point that's true that's fair i i, I think i could twist your your housemate's arm yeah oh i mean no. i'm sure he'll pick it up anyway like because be, just be like, because it has the play. solo option yeah exactly and i'll just be like brennan do you want to check out some some color um so yeah hopefully now, uh, that was the end of all the sort of, I guess, 
again, not to downplay those announcements, but the, the minor announcements well, of this conference. I mean, if you wanted to look at it strictly from a sense of how it really is, like that was the end of the not Bethesda game studio stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And then we, we got uh, the man himself, Mr. Todd Howard, coming out, going for his rock star entrance. Todd Howard um, just owned the rest of that show. He did. He and he knew it too. He just commanded that stage and just so, had the crowd eating out of the palm of his hand. So this is where my where my favorite joke was. Right, I, I, th- I thought so. I couldn't remember which one because he had is, a lot. Yeah, I know. This is where they introduced Skyrim Very Special Edition, which is Skyrim for Alexa, which apparently is actually a real thing. Allegedly. It's a legit thing. Everyone thought it was a really uh, funny like joke with um, Keegan Michael Key from Key and Peele, uh, in with like a fake commercial for it. Not a fake commercial. It is a real thing. You can go and uh, it's a, it's called a. I can't remember what they're called. Like a. The program basically you can get for Alexa. You can download. That yeah, a yeah. Specific type of name for it. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but basically, the joke was the fact that every year. We are just ready for Skyrim to come to another platform. And I mm-hmm. normally I wouldn't be so crazy about it, but just the way they leaned so hard into the humor, I, w- I was all over it. I loved it. It was hilarious watching him play it. Like it had it on the phone, on the fridge, everywhere. Yep. And it was just, I was like, yep. this is funny. I am laughing out loud at this joke. Good work. But seriously, stop putting Skyrim on things. <laughs> But eat the, eat the wheel of cheese. Eat all the wheels of cheese. Even How many though, wheels of cheese do I have? I drink a potion. Oh. You were out of potions. <laughs> you were out of potions. How many wheels of cheese do I have? 476. I, I eat the cheese. I eat all the cheese. Is is there a command <laughs> for, for pick that shit up? <laughs> yeah, but Alexa is burdened to carry uh, is uh, burdened to carry your sworn to carry your, your burdens. Uh, sworn to carry your burdens. Yeah, it was, was very funny. funny but yeah, I just wanted to say that that was I, that was sort of that set the tone for how Todd Howard would own the stage for the rest of the night. He was just all over it. <laughs> he did, it was it was borderline stand up comedy at some points, like at, at, to the point where some of the jokes landed, some of them didn't. But even then, it was like okay, good try. I see what you went for there. Um. But yes, of course, uh, this is where they sort of went on a big blowout about uh, Fallout 76, which is really neat. Um, yeah, so it is, in fact, an online game. It is set in West Virginia. It is an it always is... online game as well. Yes, an always online game. Um, and it's basically set around 76, which was one of the first vaults to open after the Fallout, which is pretty much what everybody knew going into this. Um but yeah, uh, he did describe it as a soft core survival game, Todd Howard did, um, which is kind of, yeah, that got a bit of a laugh as well. Um, but yeah, uh, we, we were introduced to the game through uh, uh, Todd himself, throwing, showing some gameplay. Uh, they replayed that trailer they played at the Xbox uh, conference as well, but then we got to see gameplay of how things would play out, uh, and most of that was all presented through... Um, as Todd Howard said, uh, they they had some informational videos made up by their friends at Vault Tech. So they I had, love uh, those Vault Tech videos. Yeah, me too. And I, I think that was a really smart choice by doing that um, because it's I mean, it's so enjoyable to watch. Even though some of the ones, some that was some of the most graphic ones I've seen. I think for a while, <laughs> there's been some pretty crazy. I ones. don't 
remember the Fallout 4 ones very well, but they were definitely pretty full on occasionally. Mm, yeah, there were some pretty nuts ones here. The one where he like ripped his suit and he like he's um he's uh, oh, has right. suit and he like, about- melted inside it. And I'm like, oh. I had actually managed to forget that one, so thanks for reminding me. <laughs> hey, if I'm if I'm stuck with it, you're stuck with it too. Cheers. Um, but yeah, you can team up with your friends. You can encounter other players in the world. You can choose to be friendly. You can choose to be not friendly. Um, it was interesting to hear him say that it won't be like hundreds of players in like in each like instance of world. Um, it'll only be like select few, which is quite good. So they're sort of like managing that. It's, I mean, I imagine it's also like, man, I can be, sometimes, sometimes, Joel, Bethesda games can't even handle the single player. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. If you're um, going to go into multiplayer, maybe, yeah, ease into it a bit first. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, a very noticeable absence of that. Um, yes. I think that's pretty, that goes without saying, I guess, if you're going to make Fallout multiplayer you can't really incorporate vats into a multiplayer setting no i also do um, want to say that they he stressed that you could play it solo but and it's i'm not sure like it i think there's a difference between playing it solo and playing it single player and i'm just curious about what he means like can i play it right because like, it is always online but if i play it solo does that just mean i'll be on my own and like other players will still be there or does it mean I'll be on my own and no one else will be there? Like it was one of those things where he said it, but didn't really fully explain it. And I just was, I want to know a bit more. Yeah. I think, I think it's, I, I think it's probably leaning more towards that you'll be on your own, but there'll be other players out there in that same instance. Mm. Um, I think because, you know, he does say about like, you know, at the start when he's like, you know, it's about vault 76, one of the first vaults to open uh, one of the first vaults around the country to open at the end of the fallout. And there'll be hundreds of other people uh, exiting those vaults for the first time as well, but they'll all be human players. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. I don't know. It was, just, it was just some wording that I, I'm hoping we get a bit more clarification on throughout the rest of E3. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I think we will, once people start going hands on with it, uh, as of like, you know, tomorrow or the next day, uh, we'll get some impressions back from it, I think. I think a lot of people are very keen to give give it a go. Uh, and I think there's already people who've uh, been playing it uh, at uh, Xbox Fan Fest. It looks like there were people playing it there as well. Um, but yeah, so it's it's going to have quests. It's going to have, I guess, storylines through it as well. There is a quest to go on uh, and side quests, I think he mentioned as well. Um, but... <laughs> The most interesting feature is the fact that there is going to be nukes, because why not? Um, can't wait! Yeah. Can't wait to troll other players by just being. So they did mention that to to get the nukes to work, you do need the launch codes, and you will need mm-hmm. multiple like to complete the code. So that will sort of force you into situations with like-minded players, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I think there's a there's a really interesting way of dealing with griefing in a way because like mm. it's all like di- putting putting nukes into like or something like this. It's like a given. You need to do that. But obviously, you're gonna have people who are gonna be trying to grief. I think I don't think it's going to work as well as they hope it will. But I think it's a good idea to narratively do it. It's like that makes sense. It's like well, I can't launch the nukes without the launch codes. That yeah. Makes sense. 
I, um, I'm also just curious to know if you can aim where the missile's going to go because, I mean, that'll be a huge deal as well. It seems like it looked like you'd, you could sort of pick a vague area maybe. Pick but... a spot, yeah, like like, a, like an impact zone. Maybe there's things like wind and stuff you had to counteract for as well. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I, I don't expect so, but maybe. No, nah, uh, I don't expect so either, but... But yeah, so yeah. It, because there isn't, as it is an online survival game, I'm going to do it again, Joel, as I did in our group chat. I would say it's pretty yep. fair to compare it to the likes of not exactly like it, but as a, as a rough outline, like Rust, where you can you can team up with yeah. your friends and build bases with like what you what you find. It seems like it's using the, the building mechanics from Fallout Four, which were very rough in mm. Fallout Four. So I'm a, I'm hoping that in the time since and they've sort of sharpened them up a bit made them a bit snappier yeah. well and the other neat thing about the building is that it has the uh the camp and i can't remember what the acronym is that they use for it what it actually spells out but camp actually stands for something that's like much like that 1950s style um tackiness that uh is rampant throughout the fallout series and i love that kind of stuff but yeah it basically means that you can build wherever you want and you can also, once you've built there, if you need to move, you can pack it all up and move it. Because, yeah. So that's kind of neat. Yeah, and obviously it does have elements from, like, Fortnite and that, where your your bases will be attacked by monsters occasionally, it looked like. Which is mm-hmm. also, actually, now I'm on the topic of monsters, the setting has done something that I've wanted Fallout to do for a while. It looks like there's going to be a bunch of new things to shoot and kill. And... yeah. I've wanted that. Like, as much as I love shooting rad scorpions and all that, new enemies are a very welcome sight, except for that giant sloth, which I'm. it's going to make me sad to kill that because sloths are that amazing. He was so awesome. <laughs> giant, like, mutated I, I, sloth. I don't want to kill this giant sloth. I want to be my friend. I want to tame it. Maybe you can. Maybe. Oh, man. Maybe. Imagine if you could do that. That'd be cool. But yeah, you're right. I think because it's earlier on in the... The, uh the fallout process i guess not a whole lot not everything's been completely disintegrated and destroyed by irradiation so yeah because I mean, a couple um, of ones are sort of there was the giant sloth there was a giant bat creature which honestly yep. reminded me a lot of a dragon from skyrim but whatever and yep. there was some there's sort of bear big there's a bear there's a big bulky thing i don't even know how to really describe it like a big gray blobby sort of thing oh um, yeah yeah uh, so yeah, like there's yeah new new some new monsters to look forward to, and I'm that makes me pretty excited actually because yeah as I said, it's not to say that the other Fallout's haven't introduced new stuff, but it's just felt like there's been less. Maybe it's just me. It's always been a it's always been a sort of vague spin on like existing things. Yeah, but is, some of these things you know, feel real enough. fresh, which is cool. Yeah, it's awesome, and it's a different area. The map's four times the size of Fallout Four, so that's please crazy on its own. Don't. If you're going to introduce your open world game, don't tell me how bigger it is than another open world game because I will just think of that, that open world made. game and be like, I didn't even see half that world. Yeah, I saw a fair bit of it. But uh, yeah, no, it's neat. I, I'm looking forward to maybe checking it out. Uh, we won't have to wait too long. It's coming out in November. November 17th, I think, off the top of my head. 14th. So close. 14th. Ah. Uh, Man, I, was, I was vague ballpark. There will be a beta beforehand as well. And of course, following the trend, beta does stand for something, but I, for the life of me, cannot remember what it is. Uh, it escapes it's, me. It's break, break something, it, something, something. It's break it something test application. Um, yeah. 
maybe break it experimental test application or something sure why not that's um, what it is now at least for us <laughs> break it everybody yeah uh but yeah i was like that's kind of neat uh yeah cool awesome um yeah i'm sure i'll check it out like i'm gonna keep my eye on it for sure because it looks interesting i'm more interested than i was when i didn't really know what to expect so i was lots of things flying around i was gonna say the same thing like when jason jason from kotaku initially opened up and said hey look this isn't gonna be a full ad but you think it is i was very apprehensive but after this i'm i'm more open to trying it out when it comes out I honestly think it's like a good medium of what people wanted and what Jason Schreier alluded to and like had made people had made out what he was saying the game was going to be. I think it's a good happy medium. Yeah, I mean he did like, a, I am glad he said something. Yeah. I'm glad he said something. Can I just For sure. I can't state that enough. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. No. There was always like slight red flags in my head going, This isn't this isn't gonna be a normal Fallout game. Um, just from yeah. the trailer alone, the fact that we were, we started off in the vault, I'm like, that's you. Do, when you do a Fallout trailer, trailer, you are, you showing off where that trailer is going to be, and obviously, you know, but that's a whole other conversation that we've already had <laughs> on the show. I'm pretty sure. Uh, we also saw uh, some new Elder Scrolls stuff. So, starting off with a new uh, mobile game called. Elder Scrolls Blades. Um, it's coming out later on in the year. It is up for pre-registration now or pre-order, pre-download. It's a free game. Um, and yeah, it's it's like a Elder Scrolls game you can play in the palm of your hand in a meeting, like they emphasized in the uh, in the, the the conference as well. Yeah. Uh, so. I will. It looks really good. Like this game, he yeah. was sh- like in the footage we saw. It looks really good. Yeah. I. The only part that it bums me out is it seems like I mean. It, so okay, let's let's break it down. It's got PvP in the arena. Mm-hmm. Yep. It has the dungeons. Yep. Are they different? Are what, pre- was, what was they're it? procedurally generated? Yeah. They're, I think they said there's some that are set as well. Like there are some randomly oh, okay, generated, cool. and there are some set ones. And then um, there's the town building stuff yes but it seems like there's no overworld which i get i guess it seems unrealistic to expect that but that sort of bums me out do you know what that kind of makes me more interested if i'm going to be completely honest really yeah i i honestly think that's 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 makes that makes me more interested you do hate fantasy oh yes we do we are fucking (laughs) all right (laughs) You get fucking t-shirts made up that says, my name's Joel and I hate fantasy. It's fine. Um, I can, I'll work on it no, for you. No, honestly, I think that like having these bite-sized little dungeon areas to go through and the city building side of things, maybe not the PvP stuff. I'll see how I get, how into it I get. But yeah, do you know, I just had a thought though, Kyron. When I went to the store too, because I've preloaded this, I pre-ordered this myself. Um, no release date. They said later on this year. Uh, it has like a tentative title of September 1st. Do you know what I think is going to happen? What's that? That seems to be around the, the times when uh, Apple launched new devices. So I think that's going to be what they're going to... At the, the keynote event, I think I would be very surprised if this doesn't pop up again uh, mm. on stage with them running it on the new the new iPhone. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure Apple knows that Bethesda games are a hot shit, so it wouldn't surprise me if they, were, if they went yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, 
which I think, yeah, that's a, a and we know in the past that they've been, that Apple have been uh, open to having some um, people come on stage that you wouldn't expect, like uh, I guess Genova Chen from from uh, that game company and um, <sighs> Miyamoto as well. But yeah, I know Kara. I didn't want, I wanted to gloss over it so we didn't dwell on it too much. But um, yeah, so I think that might be, which I think that that keynote should be coming up very soon. It's usually around the same time. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's pretty cool. I'm I'm looking forward to it. it as mentioned before, you can play it in uh, landscape mode or portrait mode, which uh, Todd Howard did refer to as meeting mode because he said you can play it while you're in a meeting because no one would pay attention to the fact if you're on your phone in a meeting, they wouldn't be able to tell that you're playing a video game. And I was like, ah, oh, okay, that's kind of funny. And then there was also Todd Howard's other joke about having, uh, you know, you might need that free hand for something else. Oh yeah, that's right. To which hey, we, yeah. you you know what someone called out going. from the crowd, yeah. And then yeah. I just love that Todd Howard's immediate response was just like for a coffee or something. Degenerates. Yeah, I'm like, like, oh, degenerates. Yeah. Nice. Degenerates is a good word. Yeah, he nailed it. He just he fucking had it at that stage. That everyone in that uh, that auditorium he had in the palm of his hand, which was really great to watch. Um. But after all this uh, big uh, Bethesda Game Studios blowout, they weren't done. They wanted to talk about looking to the future. Um, oh boy, John, when you say future, like you mean future. Oh yeah, like future. We they mean, were, we're talking like next generation consoles. Yeah, they were quick to confirm that the next two things, like one of them was next gen and the one after that was after the one that was next gen. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, the one that is going to be next-gen, they finally confirmed that Starfield is real. It is a the thing. internet it pretended to be... They pretended to be surprised. Everyone was like, oh my god, Starfield. Never heard of it before. I think it was I think it was a sigh of relief more than anything. It was like, oh, okay, it exists. We don't have to... St- we can stop being crazy now. Like, it's fine. Um, There's confirmation that it is a thing. Uh, we saw, like, the briefest of brief, which, fair enough. I'm not asking for anything more whatsoever but um of like a i guess a space station floating through space no idea up from a planet <laughs> it's the Some very sort of space station looking thing yeah it's a briefest thing like i don't i don't really think there's anything to take away from it besides the fact that yeah. they confirmed they're making starfield it is a real thing the internet was right all along well it seemed like there's like a black hole that opened up at the end sucked everything in that's kind of neat um, yeah, I, I'm pretty, I know, I know it's not anything to get excited about, but that, that I'm interested in, in seeing what Bethesda can do with space. That would be fun. Think I of think. the new bugs. Oh man. Low, zero G bugs. Oh, oh boy. Hey, sometimes there's zero know. G just in Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. In, in any of those games. You can you can turn the the gravity off yourself with the console commands in like Skyrim. Oh God. <laughs> um, speaking of Skyrim, uh, the 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 final thing that they mentioned, which was the future future game that's going to be a, a gazillion years away. Yeah, um, like I'm like if when 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 we play this game, it'll probably be like twenty twenty four or something. Oh yeah, easily. Um. Yeah, no, they, they confirmed that they have started, I guess, pre-production, maybe? Early pre-production on 
the Elder Scrolls Six. That's all we got. Elder Scrolls Six. That's all it is. Again, people are sort of they've they've taken to like picking apart the logo and the terrain that it's sort of above, and I'm like, that could be nothing. It could be something, or it could be mm-hmm. nothing. It could be stock footage, like it's. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited, yeah. Vogue. Elder Scrolls Six. I've I've been ready for Elder Scrolls Six basically since Skyrim. Uh, yeah. So it is nice to know that it's coming, and I also do respect that Bethesda. I mean, I I say this knowing full well that they've milked Skyrim as much as they can, but they didn't just as soon as Skyrim was a success, didn't just go cool. New Elder Scrolls immediately. Like I do respect that they're they're taking their yeah. time and they're hopefully cooking up something really special with a new engine would be great. Yeah, I can't imagine what it must what, what's going on in the in the walls of that that uh that company at the moment because you've got, you know, Starfield which I think, you know, Fallout's had its time now. I think 76 is the last we're going to hear from Fallout for a while. Um which is fine. Totally fine with that. Um I think Starfield's going to be the next thing obviously that they're going to be working on quite intensely. Oh yeah, when, um, when we see Fallout next, it'll be on next gen. It'll be a next gen, not even that actually. Probably maybe even a gen I, after that. Who knows? I think a gen after that. I think it's going to take <sighs> a break. No, I no, no, no. I don't think so. You nah. get a remaster or something, but nah, I don't. You, I, I, it's nah, man. Skyrim skipped this generation. I mean, Elder Scrolls skipped this generation entirely. Yeah, it's it's not out of the the realm of possibility to skip. This is actually this generation's been kind of a weird one anyway so and to be fair like even when we got fallout 4 like it wasn't on a new engine it was on an enhanced skyrim engine so yeah that true. that that could be the reason could be just yeah, engines. New engine yeah um cool there was a whole bunch of other little minor things in there but like there were obviously uh the, the things we talked about are the things that we sort of were most interested in and sort of stuck with us i guess we briefly touched on some of the smaller ones like the Legend stuff. We didn't mention the Quake Champion stuff. Whatever. Yeah, that, yeah. That's Quake. Cha- Quake Champions is still a thing. Actually, it's kind of cool. There, I think they're doing it. They said you can download it for free, um, for the next week or so. I think. So it's a bit of a trend I've noticed, because when when we get to another conference as well that we've watched recently, they did that as well, which is kind of cool. So, yeah, uh, that's Bethesda, I guess. Bethesda any, any- done. Any closing comments on that one before we get to our rating? Not really. Uh, just the fact that uh, it, it had a slow start, but it picked up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for Rage. I'm excited for Wolfenstein, more Doom, uh, and obviously things like, you know, checking out 76, but like Starfield, keeping my eye out for that. It's definitely got me keen. Uh, be, be prepared to wait. Oh, I am. I'm. I'm definitely not like. Oh, give it to me now. I'm. I'm not like I am with like Cyberpunk. I'm fucking. I would really like that game. Will Cyberpunk or Starfield come out first? Ooh, that's a good question. I think my money's on Cyberpunk. I'm still not convinced Cyberpunk is this gen. <laughs> I don't think it's this gen either, but I think it'll come out before. Okay, Starfield. That's my bet because I feel like. City Project Red, I've, I've had a little bit of time off. When was Blood and Wine? Oh, a year or so like, ago? Yeah, like over a year ago. So they've had a bit of time where they haven't been doing... Obviously, they've probably had a small team working on Gwent, but... 
It's it's a tough call because both of the, both of these studios, like CD Projekt Red and Bethesda, are both the sort to be like, eh, we need more time. We'll take more time. Yeah, and and like you know what? Totally fine with that. Oh yeah, for sure. That's, like don't when the game's rush ready. It. I'll play it. Yeah, and but, you, man. you know what, Bethesda, you probably could afford to take some more time sometimes. Yeah, that's very true. Um, oh god, I love Cyberpunk so badly. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. Um, what's your rating, Kyron, for the whole conference? Um, I'm gonna give it a C plus. C plus, okay. Yeah, like I said, slow start didn't really do much for me. Uh, Rage looked okay, but sort of got mixed messages from it. But and I'm, I mean, I didn't also care too much for the price stuff. But Doom is exciting, obviously, because yes. Doom is fun, and a sequel to that is gonna be a good time. Co-op Wolfenstein, seventy six, like winning me back over from my you know initial distrust towards it and just and yeah, yeah knowing knowing starfield and elder scrolls is coming is cool but i don't know how necessary it was but you know next gen i guess whatever <laughs> for sure what awesome. about you joel what, what's your grade well i think i'm gonna go with a just a flat b i think i think it's a b cool i i, I liked a lot of the things like i like the uh i like the andrew wk stuff i liked like rage, all the stuff that you mentioned as well, but um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited for the 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 mobile game. Um, surprise, surprise. Um, but yeah, I think there was a lot of things where I was like, yes, I I I I, I am excited for this, especially our Wolfenstein deal, like the Wolfenstein DLC. Um, so yeah, I think a, a B is probably where I'm going to sit with this one. Yeah. Um, I the, my one concern that I have with the mobile game is purely because they they did they did say it's free. I want to know yeah. how monetization is going to work, how how I will be paying. I assume there'll be an energy system. Yeah, that's, that's generally everyone, how it goes. If look, I'm okay with that. If they have an option that you can pay money to just get rid of that, <laughs> like well, it. What I mean is, I yeah. assume that like going to a dungeon will use X amount of energy, not yeah, like, I, not I, like draining energy in the dungeon. I think it's like you spend energy to go into the dungeon. I think that's yeah, how yeah, yeah. Oh, I know what you mean. But some games that do have that, they they will also have the option to get rid of that element by paying like a premium price. Um, I've seen it with quite a few uh, games that I played on the uh, on the App Store, um, and I think that's really great. They still have microtransactions after that. For things like, you know, just normal currency to buy, like cosmetic items and things like that, totally fine with that. I'm probably not going to get into the arena stuff anyway, so I don't give a shit if it's pay to win in there. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just going to go through the fucking dungeons. I'm going to build up my town. That's all I care about. But yeah, excited. Cool. Alrighty. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this one. Um, yep. I I think. The next time, the next episode's gonna be a little bit shorter. It'll it'll be pretty brief. It's gonna be brief. Um, we're gonna be talking about Square Enix next. Um, so stay tuned for that. But uh, in the meantime, thank you for listening. I've been Joel. This has been Kyron. I have been and still am. Fantastic. Good to know. You're not a mimic. It's great. No, not um, not mimic. I need a little post-it note. You need the post-it. Uh. Awesome. Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you next time. May your E3 dreams come true.